Welcome to The Real Mom's Playbook, where balance becomes a lifestyle. Brought to you by our premier sponsor, Earthly Wellness. Your life doesn't have to be a hot mess, and in season one, I will be taking you on your own intentional transformation. So grab your playbook and let's get going. Welcome back to The Real Mom's Playbook. I'm your host, Lisa Autry. Today is episode eight, and it's all about money, money, money. The thing we want more of and the thing that's constantly plaguing our daily lives. First off, let's thank our amazing premier sponsor of this podcast, Earthly Wellness. If you are looking for an educational community that helps you make informed decisions about your health, then I highly recommend following Earthly Wellness. Kate, the founder and owner of Earthly, gives you the tools and resources to learn about holistic wellness, along with providing you pure and natural products for your home and family. Visit Earthly Wellness on Instagram and shop their website located in the show notes under sponsor. So why are you broke AF? That's what we're going to be diving into during this episode today. Studies show around 80% of Americans hold some form of debt, whether it's student loans, mortgages, auto loans, or credit cards. And I believe a fair amount of those Americans are actually in crippling debt, which means they are struggling even paying the bare minimum of that debt monthly to stay afloat. If you did your homework from last time, you wrote down all of your bills. How much of those bills are actually related to debt versus revolving payments? Clarity is queen, and it's going to take you far on your own financial freedom journey. Here is your homework from last time if you didn't have a chance to do it. Write down or type all the bills you have. This includes rent and mortgage, credit cards, utilities, student loans. Any place that you send your income to, write it down or type it in a spreadsheet. If you owe credit cards, write down how much you owe and the interest rate. Also pull all health insurance, life insurance, custodial account info, investments, etc. I'm going to teach you a place to keep it all. Today we're going to discuss value-based budgeting, how keeping up with the Joneses is actually making you depressed and lost, your money problems, and how we are going to start making the right steps financially starting today. Here's the hard truth. Money is limitless and you're the one keeping yourself from more of it. It's true. Your thoughts, feelings, and habits around money will ultimately dictate your success with money itself. If you hate and resent something, do you want to conjure more of it into your life? No, definitely not. I want you to repeat after me and write down this phrase. I understand what it takes to make my financial dreams happen. I understand what it takes to make my financial dreams happen. I want you to write that affirmation down and follow the steps not only within the book, but also through this episode today. I want you to live the life you desire, and that includes monetarily. In this episode, we are going to address five problems with your money and how to fix each of them. And at the end of today, we're going to start tracking, checking, and growing your income. It's easier than you think to get started in this process. I promise. Here are the five problems, and we're going to be diving into each. Problem one with your money. You're not living your life. Problem two with your money. You aren't managing it. Problem three with your money. You're letting your debt spiral. Problem four with your money. You're not educating yourself. And problem five with your money. You're not looking ahead. So first, let's dive into problem one with your money. You're not living your life. 
So social media is the greatest thief of joy. It pulls at your home, it pulls at your time, it pulls at your finances and resources. It's literally crushing all three of the pillars of success in your life. And the majority of you are comparing your life through the tiny filtered lens of someone else's, and it's crushing your spirit. It's causing you to spend more money to try to seek others' falsified happiness. But I'll tell you that a filter can only do so much. Put down the social media and ask yourself these three questions. You need to be looking in the mirror when you're determining where your money, time, and effort go. Question one, what does a perfect day in my perfect life look like? Question two, how simple can I make my life that would make me genuinely happy? And question three, how much money do I realistically need to live comfortably? The sad truth is that most Americans have created a life that they need to escape from a couple times a year through those nice vacations. And you are trying to keep up with those Joneses. Well, the Joneses are broke and miserable, sorry to tell you. I decided several years ago that I needed to slow down my life, slow down my spending, and just put my time and effort into things that were actually important to me. And that didn't always mean spending money. When you're trying to live someone else's life with the nice cars, the big house, the expensive trips and fun toys, you'll find yourself extremely empty at the end of it all and extremely broke. The solution is to create a life around your, you guessed it, those values. When you know what's important to you, it's easier to start putting your money towards those values. Put your money where your life is. This is where you will have your spouse take that values assessment so you can align and create a couple's financial plan together. When you know what's important to both of you, you can get in alignment financially for your success. So each take the values assessment, then put together a couple's list off of each of those individual assessments. This is a compromise on where your money will be utilized as a family unit. This is meant to be done together. Money should be managed together. Time is money and your values are money. When you squander the two, you will find yourself unhappy and unfulfilled and with no real understanding of why. When I was working my nine to five, I spent a whole ton of money on superficial BS that didn't make me happy, but so that I could try to fill a void, a void that I realized after I quit my nine to five. The stuff I bought, I didn't really want. I was just seeking instant gratification. It was really more time and energy into the things that made me happy that I truly desired. I wanted more time with my husband. I wanted more time to meet interesting people. And I wanted more time to wake up and say, what amazing things can I do for others today? When you put those values in alignment with yourself and ask yourself, how can I monetarily achieve what this life means to me and for the ones that I love? That's when you're going to take yourself to the next level. That is when you are going to be truly aligned with when I say values with how you are spending your money. What I want you to do is make sure you go to page 97 in the Real Moms Playbook and do the current lifestyle assessment so you can rank the expenses in your life. Deep within your values lies the answer to how you are supposed to be living your life. Stop keeping up with the Joneses. The Joneses aren't you. You do not want to live their life. You want to live your best life. Stop comparing. It will never end up how you hope it will. That takes me to problem two with your money. You aren't managing it. 
You can't keep what you don't know you have. And an abysmal one in three Americans have a written budget. What the heck are the 67% of you doing? Like seriously, how do you pay your bills on time? How do you know how much you owe? And how do you save for the future if you have no written budget? Clarity is queen, and we can maintain control when we can see on paper or in an app, however you wish to manage your money, what you owe and where your money is flowing. You will grow where your money is flowing. Remember that. This is a serious question that I'd actually like to know the answer to. Please email me on how you actually juggle it with no written budget. Are you passively handling your money? Or are you just really good with it in your head? I really want to know. So please tell me. Every single dollar must have an assigned value and purpose. If it does not, then it will go poof into that magical world of who knows where. And it's one of the reasons many of you are living paycheck to paycheck. The solution for this problem lies within your homework that I gave you last episode. You are going to assign a task for every dollar coming in. Give it purpose. Give it meaning. Assess ahead on what you'd like that newly freed dollar to do for you. I want you thinking about growth, not just eliminating debt forever, because at some point you will knock out that debt and be wondering what you're going to do next with the energy that you've applied to removing it. And so you don't have a growth strategy in place. And then what will end up happening is you'll find yourself in debt again because you weren't thinking logical about your money. You were thinking emotional about it. So how do we manage our money? You can keep it simple and old school, like an Excel spreadsheet that you input your bills against your income and create a balance sheet. This balance sheet should equal zero. Where is your money and energy going? This doesn't mean you are spending every dollar, but it makes it to where you are assigning every dollar a purpose, every dollar a value itself. Assign it towards debt, assign it towards savings, assign it towards fun. Wherever that dollar goes, make it purposeful. Make sure you go to page 101 in the Real Moms Playbook for the list of expense categories to help make this process easier for you on organizing all of your bills. I also recommend financial management applications like Quicken to embed your finances and manage on the go and requires a little bit less management on your part once it's up and running. Your money requires your time and energy so that you can be purposeful and intentional with your time and energy. The whole goal is to be disciplined so you can find that freedom through it. You don't want to just be a slave to your job and to the dollar the rest of your life. It is meant to leverage you on who you are meant to become. Money is not evil. It can be the greatest source of your power when you put time and energy into it and growing effectively. Let's take our first break today before diving into the other problems with your money. Be right back. Fashion, friendship, and great finds. That is what you will find in the Sparkle and Shine community with Kim Bain. Sparkle and Shine is an amazing community and resource to step into your most confident self. Whether you're looking for the right accessories for your outfit or trying to determine what foundation is best for your tone, Kim's unique boutique focuses on giving women the tools to feel beautiful inside and out. See show notes under Sparkle and Shine with Kim Bain to access her free community that helps you become your most confident self. And we are back. Problem three with your money, you're letting your debt spiral. This goes back to the previous problem of not managing your money. So you've let your debt get out of hand. What now? I want you to give yourself the time and energy towards removing that debt from your life. 
consolidate, transfer to no interest period cards, develop a strategy, take action on the debt instead of just staring at it and freaking out. It will only grow if you do nothing. And the worst thing you can do is hide your eyes from it and pretend like it doesn't exist. It will continue to grow if you do nothing with it. The first step is to not let your debt grow any further. Stop it in its tracks. Determine what it's going to take to make sure you live within your means and on a cash basis only. It's really hard, I know, especially if you're used to swiping that card pretty liberally. Cut out any unnecessary things in order to apply your energy towards debt elimination. This is a strategy to get a handle on it quick and effectively. Cancel your nail and hair appointments, eat at home, cancel subscriptions, find free fun, go back to the basics. You can't expect to maintain your current frivolous lifestyle and change your habits for the better. That doesn't work this way. It doesn't mean you won't ever splurge or have fun again, but once you put a plan in place and begin executing on that plan for debt elimination, then you can build in some freedom. Freedom comes through your discipline to withstand some pain in the immediate future. Now look at your debt. In the homework, I told you to write how much along with the interest rate. If you utilize interest-free credit for a period of time like I do, which one is up first that you need to apply your energy towards paying off first? If you are paying interest monthly, then there's two different methods you can utilize for tackling the debt, either the snowball or the avalanche methods. Snowball is achieved by starting with the smallest debt first, knocking it out, and then moving on to the next smallest until you've successfully removed all of your debt. The benefit of this method is that you will see success faster by handling smaller debts first, giving you some momentum on your debt elimination strategy. The problem with this one is you won't be tackling the greatest interest rate first, which means you're going to be paying more in the long run. The other is the avalanche method, and that's where you'll begin with the highest interest rate first, paying it off, then move on to the next highest interest rate. The benefit of this method is you are tackling the highest interest rate to save you the most money long term, but it also may be one of the greatest debts you will carry, so it'll be hard to visualize that long-term success. For me, I have interest-free accounts, so I make sure I apply all of my energy to the greatest no-interest account that comes due first. For those of you that have interest-free accounts for a period, you must pay it off within that period or else you're going to pay all that accrued interest back and then some. The interest-free cards are a great way to utilize credit, but don't let it get out of hand. Make sure you pay the amount needed to pay it off in the period allotted. This is a great way to leverage yourself though if you need a good chunk of cash and you don't have it on hand. Whichever method you choose when eliminating debt, make sure it makes sense to you and you apply your management energy towards that goal. Don't start a goal and drop it. Once you are moving forward in it, always be mindful of it and always apply your energy until it is eliminated. That brings us to problem four with your money. You're not educating yourself. Women, we are really freaking smart, and we're not using our big brains on our money, I will tell you that. Men still outrank us in financial literacy department, even though we have a better risk tolerance and historically better returns on our investments. While only 33% of women feel they are confident when it comes to making investment decisions, women actually outperform men 40 basis points. That's 0.4% on our rate of returns on investments. We need to use our openness to advice, our thoughtfulness, and our curiosity to guide us towards making more financially sound decisions for our family unit. 
Be a part of the financial family dynamic, even if your husband makes and manages the money within the household. Research investment options like money markets, brokerage accounts, and long-term insurance options like disability and life insurance so that you can make smart decisions today and in the future. What is right for your family? Where should you be building your life for today and tomorrow? What goals do you guys have? Are you putting money towards those goals and actively working towards achieving them? Solutions to this specific problem are being a part of the process and diving into continuous learning when it comes to money. If your husband controls the money in the household, ask to be a part of the process. You never know when the time may come where it could be possibly all on your shoulders. If you manage the money, bring your husband in on the process so you can make smart decisions together. This is a family unit for a reason. Work financially together. This is where your values and daily management come into play. Educate yourself on growth options so you can make sure you're putting your money where your values are. Take investment courses, read investment books, gain as much knowledge as possible around money management. You don't have to have a bachelor's degree in finance like me to understand money. There are resources everywhere to help you make decisions. And if you have kids, have them be a part of the process. The sooner you make them a part of it, the sooner they will begin to understand financial management techniques as well. Be open and honest with your children on money. Get them to understand it. Review the money mindset questions in the book on page 93 so they can gain financial intelligence with you. Money is way too taboo in our society, but it's not going anywhere because it's the driver of our society. So educate yourself and your family on smart money mindset. You want to be confident with money, not scared of it. And it is a great tool for you to become who you desire to be. Problem five with your money. You're not looking ahead. Our society desiring instant gratification means we aren't looking towards the next week, much less the next three decades. My wealth advisor, Michael Manhattas, gave me three financial strategies to be prepared for now, but also for tomorrow. I'm going to share those with you today, and I'll also be placing his information in the show notes so you can contact him. I highly recommend everyone works with a professional to ensure your money is being invested strategically. It's also great to just have someone else look at your financial portfolio and say, I would do this instead of that. The financial world is always changing. It's rapidly growing. And to have someone that does this daily is peace of mind for all of us, even those that are in the financial world pretty actively. So I want you thinking short term with your money with a savings account. Make sure you're paying yourself first with a savings account. With 69% of Americans holding less than $1,000 in their savings, it's setting all of us up for some struggling times when emergencies hit, which means you'll swipe that credit card even more liberally. When you get paid, determine what amount can go into your savings first, prior to debt elimination and other expenditures. I'd like you to build your savings to around $10,000 so you have money set aside for rainy days, weeks, or even months. Nothing is guaranteed in the future, so have some money set aside to be safe. Automate your savings that every single month a set amount goes directly into savings so you don't have to think about it. Keep it simple. We're going to talk about this more later in this episode. 
I also want you thinking midterm when it comes to your money with a brokerage investment account. This is where you're going to get the most bang for your buck with passive income streams. Your money will be invested at higher yields. And on average, you're going to make around 16% yearly on invested income versus a measly 0.01% in a traditional savings account. You can still access your money, but it's a little bit more difficult because you have to sell your stocks, your bonds, your CDs, whatever you hold your investment in, in order to access that money, but it will yield greater returns. Having both of these methods of saving are going to yield you passive income as well as emergency savings accounts. You want your money accessible, but you also want it not too accessible so that it can continue to grow. And lastly, I want you thinking long-term with your money when it comes to life insurance and retirement accounts. No one wants to work until we die, but for so many of us saving nothing, that's often what it looks like. And with the government being incompetent like they are, don't bank on social security either. It's set to go bankrupt before us millennials hit retirement age, just like everything the government touches. That means we need to invest in our own plan ourselves. There are a lot of unique retirement options that work best for you and your family. There's pre-tax IRAs, such as a traditional IRA. There's post-tax options like a Roth IRA, 401ks for employees, and oftentimes your employer will even match the contributions to a certain point, which means free money from them for you to invest. For business owners, you also have an option like a SEP IRA, and that means you can contribute much higher amounts and goes in pre-tax, decreasing your profit margin for the year, meaning you will pay less taxes that year. You can even hire your children and give them employer contributions through the SEP IRA. That's smart business. Life insurance is also a must. This is a fail-safe in the event that something happens to you or your spouse, which eventually will happen at some point in our lives. We're just hoping way later. We also got a girl's perm life insurance policy, so they have that in the future because it's very cheap to obtain when they're so young. No one likes to think about when they are gone, but setting up measures to alleviate financial burden is crucial for the ones you love. Everyone's goals with money are different. That's why I recommend sitting down with a professional to determine what makes the most sense for your family based on your life goals. Financial planning is so much more than just money. It's longevity and comfort. Let's take our final break today. Be right back. Are you struggling showing up for yourself? My friend, Stephanie Chapman, founder and CEO of MomStrong Mindset, is ready to help you own your inner strength for success. MomStrong offers community support, small group coaching, and even one-on-one sessions that will help you find solutions to overcome your limiting beliefs and to guide you in discovering your purpose. Visit MomStrongMindset.com to book your free discovery call to learn how to create a legacy you're proud of as a mom and beyond. See show notes under MomStrong Mindset for more information. And we are back. I know this episode is a little cumbersome, especially if you do not like handling money. But the problem is, if we don't handle the money, our money will not grow effectively. Even if your spouse is doing it, be a part of the process. This is where you're going to gain that financial intelligence for you to live comfortably today and decades in the future. Before we close today, we covered some money myths through problems, the solutions, and why keeping up with the Joneses is a total fallacy. 
Now I want to teach you about my plan, prep, and act system that will be your money management system going forward. I want you to start implementing this today. Even if you haven't done the other steps in the intentional transformation, this one can be started now. We want to get a handle on our money beginning today. We want that clarity. We want that control. And that's going to aid us in peace of mind in everything we do. First up is plan. Planning requires you looking way ahead, sometimes decades ahead in the future. Make sure you answer the questions on page 104 in the book so you can have a good understanding of where you want to go with your money so you can plan accordingly. Just throwing money places isn't effective and through the intentional transformation, I want you acting effectively, which means planning is super important. Get your mind right, get your money planned out, and be mindful of your money daily. And then that brings me to two, prep. Input your income and expenses into the spreadsheet or into the software program like Quicken. You want a system in place to review your money, which is the action piece of this. I want you to automate as much as possible when it comes to your money, which means less effort on the daily for you. Automate your savings with monthly transfers, and you can even place bills on an auto pay system if they are consistent and the same. Also, something really important when it comes to prepping is it's also important to put all of your accounts along with who to get a hold of if you need to access them in a binder of some sort. I keep a binder in the front of my fire safe that lists all of our accounts, insurance policies, financial information, custodial accounts, all of these different accounts in this binder. So it's easy to access. This is important for if something were to happen to me or my husband and the executor of my estate would know where to go to obtain all of our money and how to get access to all of our money. You don't want any of your money getting lost in the shuffle. So this is a great way to consolidate a physical place to keep this information. Your wealth advisor and Quicken can also be utilized to do this if you don't want to keep a paper copy. Prep as much as possible to make it easy on yourself and go back into your system often to review your goals. Your financial goals will change with time. So looking at your finances weekly will help keep you on point. And that brings me to three, act. Planning and prepping set the stage for your action. Be active with your money, especially when it stresses you out. Every time you gain clarity, it will help you gain more control and more confidence moving forward. Acting out of fear will only guide you towards poor decisions and impulse buying. Set up a day like Finance Friday to review your finances. How is your spending? Do you need to make any changes before the next pay period? Plan your money, prep your money, act with your money. Close the loop on your goals with your action and reconciliation so you can make sure there's a balance with your habits and where you wish to go with your financial goals. Money is a simple balancing technique. Once you learn to spend less than you make while leveraging what you have, anything is possible. If you're looking for a great action plan to help get you going along with this episode and the playbook, then I recommend downloading my Money Mindset Workbook that's located in the show notes of this episode. In that workbook, you're going to review money mindset limitations, your perception and how to shift it, value-based budgeting, and your goals for the future. Anytime a new version uploads, you'll automatically be able to download it because I'm always adding new information as I find out more information in the industry. Next episode, we are going to discuss pivoting when you know what hits the fan. Make sure you're subscribed so that you know when that episode is live. 
Also, if you get a chance, give this episode five stars and share it on social media. We want to get this book and podcast into the hands and listened to by one million women. The goal is to change one million lives for the better. Can I challenge you to do that for me? Let's change this world, ladies. Until next time, this is The Real Mom's Playbook, and I'm Lisa Autry. Thank you for joining me for The Real Mom's Playbook, which has been made possible by our amazing sponsors. Make sure you check the show notes for links and access to the amazing resources. You can find me at thedaughterdiary.com and on Instagram at thedaughterdiaries. See you next time. I'm Lisa Autry, and this is The Real Mom's Playbook.